Private label, what is it and how do you get started with this great form of income? Uh, I want to dive into this today in terms of talking about how you can, you can set up your own private label products, how to get started and how to obviously sell them on e-commerce platforms. So let's dive into this one today. Hi guys, so let's let's make this simple to start off with. So private label is essentially a generic product that you're going to make your own, essentially. A lot of people are buying um, said cheap items usually from the likes of Alibaba or Chinese wholesalers or indeed any wholesaler or manufacturer of any kind in any part of the world. Um, obviously, people choose to buy from China in bulk because it's cheap. Uh, that's definitely one way of doing it. Um, in my own business, I've n- not really done this uh, for a number of reasons and probably too many to mention in this little recording. Um, but there's such a, there's just as many opportunities with wholesalers in the UK or in the US or in Europe or where, wherever you happen to be in the world. And you've got to decide on who you want to buy from and why and, you know, why you might not buy from somebody else versus, um, you know, somebody else that might be more local to you. Um, I feel like there's a lot of fluff around around a private label you know lots of resellers like to talk about it as if they've struck gold um and they haven't it, you know it's like a very like cloak and dagger kind of thing definitely in the communities i mix in and you know realistically it's you buying a very generic very common product and maybe putting your trademark on it or your logo on it or you developing it or changing it in a little way that makes it more appeasing to somebody but um you know i talk about this a lot on one of my instagram accounts which is at uh, empreneur so it's like entrepreneur but with e double m at the beginning um so i'll link it down below um and it's this idea about how i started and you know people always ask that question like how do you get started what do you do you know they always ask me if i run a course or if i do this that and the other and i don't um i really don't i don't i don't well i don't have time i don't suppose um but i think there's so much to it as well you know it's very difficult to kind of i don't know um into words I suppose but I think the thing about it is you have to kind of it's like any product you have to research the environment you have to research your product base you have to do market research you have to decide what you want to sell and why um because the market is saturated because as we all know there is no barrier to entry um so when I've looked at doing anything whether that you know obviously as a as a reseller uh, you know obviously been selling on Amazon since 2004 um and obviously now I run my own e-commerce business um the actual private label side of things and the Amazon eBay side of things is dealt with automatically through fulfillment centers. I don't have anything to do with that on a one-to-one basis. Um, I mean, I think I probably will change things up in the coming year or two, um, but I already have those private label products developed that have already been marketed. The packaging's been sorted. I've done all the market research. I've done all the bits that get put into it in order to make it a success. So now I just focus on helping other businesses in the same way because I have that knowledge and experience. Um, so I think with any, with any Anything. You just want to think about some kind of like a common product or something that's needed by people. Like personally, recently I've just bought myself um, like a dashboard camera. Um, and like even for that, like, you know, you've got things that are, you know, in Curry's in the UK, um, they will probably be about £15. And that's a, like a decent model. I also know that I can take it back to the shop or return it online or whatever it happens to be. And they're a, a decent electrical wholesaler in the UK. Or I can buy it off eBay but me being me is not I'm not interested in the cheapest price going I'm interested in the best product you know I've bought things in the past whereby they have been super cheap and they've also been really really rubbish stroke shit and um, because they don't work or the fitments don't fit properly or it just doesn't put together so you haven't you know you might have spent five pounds on something that you think is going to work and it doesn't 
So in my mind, I would much rather spend £15 on something, no, it is going to work and I can take it back if it doesn't, um, as opposed to take a risk and lose £5 on something that's that's not fit for purpose, basically. Um, and I think with a lot of these kind of um, very generic, very cheap products, which are easy to source, that is going to be the case. But even for something like a you know, a phone holder, um, basically got a new phone, so I needed a, a different kind of device for it. And I wanted to take different videos in the car and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, it was just this thing of like, there were so many options even for that product. You know, you can have the, the kind of phone holder that attaches to your dash, like actually sticks down on the on the top of it. One that goes in the actual grill, which is just like a little pin type of thing, like a magnetic one, um, which I didn't fancy because I didn't think that would be very safe. And then you had some others that were kind of hanging from your, uh, um, your the middle, like the dash mirror in the, in the front of the car, like the rear view mirror. And, um, you know, it's like thinking about what to buy. So you've got those three options of different products. Then you've got obviously all the different prices points you've got all the different things like obviously reviews and sales history and all of that um so there's so much to think about as a buyer you've got to think about what you're going to want so the one thing that I always mention to clients is like you know it's about marketing it's about branding it's about that message you know 10 people can buy the same product from somewhere but they're not necessarily going to all market in the same way so they can have different kinds of packaging images branding and all that sort of thing and that's the thing that's going to sell your product you know i'm looking at all these different things and some are very generic and some aren't and some people have gone to the effort of using different images or pictures and it just looks better and it's it's about that isn't it? it's about basic photography and basic images and graphic design as opposed to it just looking like you've just you know, you're just taking no care with it. If somebody thinks you're taking no care with your pictures, then they're not going to think greatly of your product, are they? So there's, there's that side of things. And I'll just tell you a quick story. You know, uh, I started off my career working um, for Argos as, as assistant buyer, um, worked in the head office in Milton Keynes for a little while and then went over to Hong Kong for about six years. Um, and obviously from that point, I've had lots to deal with Chinese agents, Chinese factories, Asian factories generally, anything, you know, from the Philippines and Central Asia and China and everywhere in between. And I remember always going to one of these manufacturers. So I used to work, I used to work with toys and I used to always work like homeware stuff as well. So I did a bit of everything. And um, I just remember going to this factory one day and, you know, the same lights were made for, that were made for Argos, that were made for like um, catalogues at the time when we had a lot of like different like sort of home catalogues, um, but also Next and Habitat. And it's this exact same light. And I remember it being that way because I used to obviously um, spend a lot of time with other buyers as well. Uh, so people from Next and M&S, um, which at the time was quite, you know, a bit more high ranking that, than what I had when I was working for Argos um, for that kind of thing. But we were buying the same product. They were just sold at different price points. So there will be some slight amendment to that light, for example. But if you think of how much lights were costing in Habitat or a high-end sort of lighting shop versus how much they're costing in the Argos catalogue, those people are listening not from the UK, well, Argos is just kind of like a very generic catalogue brand. It's, it is still going, which I find surprising, but um, but it is, but it's kind of like basic, you know, it's it's cheap generally, um, but it does the job. That's that's the kind of approach with it. Um, whereas these other brands were obviously more high level. Um, it's just the fact that people are doing that. And I come across these stories all the time and other people I speak to don't always believe me. 
but things like even like with makeup you know the same there's only there's only a handful of makeup brands true brands like international brands around the world i mean i know we've got lots of other people who create makeup these days the likes of huda beauty and other people um who've got their own brands and that's fine but i'm talking like big sellers you know they're, they're the same people that are making the supermarket brands of makeup so that's that chanel lipstick could well be the same as what's been sold in um, a high street supermarket for example or a like a drugstore chain in the states maybe or something like that and you know it just hasn't got the branding with it but people are paying for that people want you to know that they're putting on a chanel lipstick or they're putting on some other kind of brand because it's all about showing off isn't it it's about the, the bottle and the branding is the packaging we all know it we all know the starbucks model of you know the the, the smallest drink is actually the most expensive even though the label is the cheapest you know it's that kind of idea isn't it that that's where the money comes from. It's all about the marketing. It's all about the branding. And that's how it all kind of gets put together. Um, so I think we all know that about all these different products, but we don't necessarily always think about it. So when I'm talking about private label stuff, it's this idea that you can take anything off the shelf. And as long as you put it into a nice looking box with a great loads of instructions or whatever, um, and you've got some mm -hmm. decent marketing behind it, um, then it's fine, isn't it? You've, you've done the job and that's how you're going to market it. Um, because literally, I'm like, like I say, with this car phone holder dash thing, um, you know, I'm, I'm spending literally hours looking at all these different things, all these different price points, you know, is that going to work? Is that going to be like really poor quality? Is that going to work for me for what I want to use it for? And in the end, I just kind of bought something mid-range. I had some decent images with it and, you know, hope for the best kind of thing. Um, you know, as obviously in the UK, it's COVID times again, what a surprise. And, uh, you know, the shops aren't open, so I can't even like pop down the road to the electrical place to pick one up in person. Um, so this was this was this was the next best thing, basically. Um, but that's my point. You know, you can buy anything off the shelf from China, from the UK, whatever it happens to be. You market it and you brand it yourself. Whether you're going to put an actual trademark on it, you're going to put your own company sticker on it, whatever it happens to be, you want to think about how you're going to market that to those people. And obviously that inv involves, you know, different keywords, different titles, different images, and that whole package of, you know, promotion and graphics and all the other bits that you're going to put in there. But that is the thing that's going to sell your product. It doesn't necessarily have to be the product. It doesn't have to be amazing. It doesn't have to be brilliant. I was doing the same thing the other day with a client looking at like exercise gym balls, for example. And it was the same situation. You know, you've got tons of different adverts for the same bit of plastic that's going to get pumped up with a pump. Some had a pump with them, some didn't. Some were cheaper, some were more expensive. You know, they they went from being like £3 to maybe being 12 or 15 um, And it depends on how you're going to put all that together, doesn't it? You know, some were targeting pregnancy, some were targeting the things like yoga and Pilates. And some people were, were targeting like back pain or, you know, some general fitness and general health. So, you know, um, it's up to you how you do it. But it's all about the branding and it's all about the marketing. So this is just a quick one today just to talk about um, private label, what it is, how to get started and some of those initial stumbling blocks that people have the other thing I'd say is sometimes you need to have deep pockets with this kind of thing some things are going to sell really well you want an evergreen product such as an exercise ball or a car dash camera or just something that people buy a lot of or people get replaced a lot you know think about mobile phone cases like I've got a new one here and I think it cost me 
I think about three pounds with postage, but it's a decent, you know, sort of, uh, it says it's leather. I don't suppose it is. Um, but yeah, it's a nice finish to it and, and it's something that I would buy. Whereas if you were buying a, a, a leather case from a, a standard kind of phone, mobile phone company in the UK anyway, you're looking at anything like 20 or 30 quid for, for it. So it depends on what you want and how you want to pay for something. So they might tip this for today. But yes, it's um, it's all it's all the you know the the money to be made is in the detail, as they say. Um, so that's what needs to happen if you're thinking of oh, creating your own private label brand and actually researching a particular product for that. So, um, so I'll leave that with you today. Um, hope to catch you soon, and I'll be back with more episodes on e-commerce, Emma, very very soon. Join me, e-commerce Emma, where I will be discussing all matters e-commerce, digital and social marketing, giving you the skills to thrive online. So if you're an Amazon guru, Shopify newbie, or just looking at increasing sales online, join me each week. I will have content for everyone. E-commerce is my business. I look forward to connecting with you.